views and opinions expressed by callers, guests, and hosts do not necessarily reflect those of the Black Talk Radio Network and Black Talk Media Project. Black Talk Radio is new black media for the new millennium. to tonight's broadcast of New Abolitionist Radio. This is a program where we take a look at the news concerning what we call prison slavery, which was made legal after the so-called abolition of slavery in 1865 here in the United States. We'll go over some of the news from around the country and we'll, of course, have our regular segments towards the end where we share a profile in freedom from prison slavery. That's a recent uh, person who has been exonerated as well as a past abolitionist in profile. Now, we do have a guest tonight. Uh, We have Mr. Mark Clark, who goes by the hip hop artist name of Litty Gritty. He'll be joining us tonight. Now, he was one of the victims of the controversial FBI raids on young black men in New York City, a case that we covered here on the Black Talk Radio Network, and that case became known as the Bronx 120. Well, he's he's out of prison slavery now, and he'll be joining us tonight. He'll also be a part of a Welcome Home concert, um, which will take place at the Jalopy Theater in Red Hook, Bronx, of course, that's in New York City. Uh, Mortal Technique is also uh, the headlining artist, but Liddy Gritty, as well as BBO Flock and DJ X Spirit Mental and other artists will take part in that Welcome Home concert for the victims of the Bronx 120. Now, of course, this program is uh, produced and supported by the nonprofit Black Talk Media Project and Prison Streets Talk Ministry. It is hosted by uh, Tyson McCullum, Mother Khadijah, Maxwell Melvins, as well as myself, uh, Scotty Reed. So tonight, it'll just be me and Maxwell tonight as the other panelists who are husband and wife had a family emergency that they needed to uh, tend to. So they won't be joining us tonight. But of course, we know they are here with us in spirit. All right, so let's go ahead and um, let me give out the telephone number um, and uh, give you some more context about what we're going to discuss until the 8.30 mark when we'll be joined by our guests. And I want to talk tonight, uh, Maxwell, I want to talk tonight about Kamala Harris. Uh, Kamala Harris is a U.S. Senator representing uh, California. 
Uh, she's a former San Francisco district attorney and prosecutor and, and rose through law enforcement ranks to become the top cop in California, as she calls herself in her memoir or her book. Um, she became the California attorney general. Uh, she announced yeah. on Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, Day. Um, she's also using black symbolism in uh, attaching or using some elements and making reference to Shirley Chisholm, who was a New York wow. New York legislature, um, who also ran for president, an African American woman, and so you know she's really playing on some black symbolism. Um, then we got other black people in Media Max, like uh, this guy Ricky Smiley saying, oh, black people should uh, vote for Kamala Harris and her money um, because she's a Greek. And when he says she's a Greek, he's not talking about nationality, but he's talking about, yeah. you know, pledges in college and what have you. I think she's a member of yeah. the Alpha Kappa Alpha or something. I, I'm not up on the Greek, you know, thing there. So it doesn't it doesn't matter what she's a member of. And like you said, she have all this black symbolism and everything. From the little I do know of her, I'm getting some uh, adverse uh, reaction about who she really is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In my personal opinion, I'm not speaking of her overall. She is not. She went on this tough on crime and everything. And that she's running, just as you said, with this black symbolism, as that we should vote for her, that she is black, but everything black don't mean it's black. Right. In and, my opinion. And, so, and, and I share that opinion. Uh, we cannot be voting for people on skin color if we don't want people to be judged by skin color. It's just a contradiction. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So we can't allow ourselves to be sucked into that. You know, I, I'll give those who voted Obama for Obama simply yeah, because of yeah. his skin color. I'll give him a pass because that was a well, historic we've been, moment. Yeah. We've been fooled. We've been fooled too long. By right, blackness, right, bro. Everything black ain't black. Right. So, and I, I learned that. I learned that. It took me a long time to learn that, my brother. From my heart, it took me a long time to learn that everything the color of black ain't black, bro. Everybody who uh, is labeled black don't practice justice. And that's no, just a fact. Bro. That's just a fact, man. You know, because I'm sure, Brother brother uh, Maxwell, when, when you was behind them bars in prison slavery, I'm sure you witnessed some black guards and administrator oh, uh, not God, practicing bro. justice. I can't even begin to tell you, bro, of the brutalization that I experienced. People wouldn't believe it, bro. And it's Hard. I go through trauma day to day. They didn't treat me the way they treated others because I was of a certain stature that they thought I honored, but I did not. They treated me a certain way because of how I carried myself, and they knew that I had a lot of contacts outside, and they just took to me, but I could not accept it. You to treat me this way, but you treated all my brothers like that. So I didn't take that as an honor of me being of a higher stature on my brothers. I took it as a direct disrespect for what they did to all my brothers in there and what they still continue to do. Right, right. So we want to open well, up the phone lines, uh, Brother Maxwell. Let me give out that telephone number for anybody 
who wants to comment because this first 30 minutes, we just we want to kick Kamala Harris around. You know, this is a black radio network, even though our abolitionist yeah, audience exactly. is very diverse. But since she is targeting yeah. us with black symbolism I, and this intersects with prison slavery, especially given her yeah. history as California Attorney but, General, we had to speak mm-hmm. on it as abolitionists. So I want to give exactly. out that phone number. That phone number is 704 804 5056 704 804 5056 Hit the star key twice on your phone keypad if you would like to chime in. I'm watching the board. I'll see your line come unmuted, and I'll bring you on. Uh, So we want to open it up. So, Max, let me ask you, what what do you you said, you know, you you were up front. You don't know that much about her, but from what you have. From what I've learned of her. Right. What what have you learned? What have you learned, bro? I would not support her, bro, because of the ticket she ran on. Bro, she's very she's uh uh, very fickle and not very stable, and she's running on the very thing that you said that black symbolism for the uh uh, because of what is being done to all our black brothers and everything. She's running on the ticket of blackness and no true blackness because she's a hardball brother. Just from the little I know of her, and in my opinion, I'm not saying of the station, I would not vote for her at first until I learned certain things about her. Well, I would not. She's running on that black symbolism, as you say, and a lot of our black politics do that. They get in them offices, brother, and they betray our people, brother. They betray our people. They do our people worse than anybody else in the world, brother. They do. Um, I never thought I would find myself saying these words to anybody. But, brother, it's taken me years and years to learn it. Everything black ain't black. And I'm not, I'm far from a racist or anything, but you don't have to be black by skin color. From my understanding of it, no. It's what's in your heart. And she is not, in my opinion, the right person to vote as a candidate. In my opinion, my personal opinion. Are you there, my brother? Yeah, by her using this black symbology, she opens up her herself to those questions about her blackness. It, I mean, so it's, oh, she's she's going to be ridiculed, brother. There's a lot of people out there. If you look on Instagram, there's a lot of people got a lot of things to say, brother. They're going to share the light. Now, let me share I, this quick I, I, video, uh, Brother Max. Um, people like Ricky Smiley, you know, this harkens back to when Hillary Clinton ran in 2016, yeah. and she went yeah. on the breakfast show. She went on the breakfast show. Uh, uh, the yeah. breakfast morning show It's out of New York City. Uh, you know, Charlemagne yeah. the God and, and you know, yeah. that whole, yeah. whole cast of panelists on there. And Hillary Clinton you really, you know, just insulted, in my opinion, black people's intelligence. Um, but, yeah. you know, she went on there to talk about how she carried hot sauce around in her purse and she gone nowhere without hot sauce. And she was playing dominoes oh, with the brothers and, and uh, all of that. And that she wasn't mean? being what asked any mean? hard questions. Brother, I'm going to say one thing to you. Yes. Her husband, her husband and her has been the most devastating impact in the world to this mass incarceration. Bill Clinton, her husband, and her, Hillary Clinton, has 
devastated the criminal justice system. It is where it is right now because of Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton, brother, because of his his uh, uh, 1987 Prisoner uh, Reform Act and all this criminal justice prison reform and the National Black Caucus and all that. Bill Clinton well, is somewhat to blame for everything that is taking effect with this mass incarceration right now. I'm not talking. I'm not just speaking, brother. I'm speaking of facts. I'm not just talking. Wait, wait a minute. You, you might be under the influence of Russia and some Russian bots who was posting so, social media posts about Hillary Clinton. We get, no, well, I'm not. I'm going under facts, but I'm not going under <laughs> any media posts. You know I'm joking. You I'm, know I'm joking. You know I'm joking. Oh, no, I, I don't know. No, but I'm telling you a fact. Right. Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton is the major reason right now that right now this mass incarceration is where it is right now because of his crack cocaine and not it ain't got nothing to do with uh uh ronald reagan even though he implemented millions of dollars into it bill clinton joe biden ran on the ticket and every criminal justice reform bill that came before congress or anybody joe biden voted on and another thing i want to say President Obama just announced that the biggest mistake that he ever made in his life during his presidency was the fact to go in on Brother Gaddafi. That was the biggest mistake he ever made in his life, he said, during the, his presidency. And Hillary Clinton, everybody said, was the reason that he went on on Gaddafi. And he said that was his biggest mistake out of his own mouth. He said that. He realized that was the biggest mistake he ever made during his presidency. Right, right. And I, and I heard that. We know Hillary Clinton shotgunned that whole uh, affair, even made a photo op out of it. Uh, you know, she's on video right. laughing and applauding, uh, hearing about his murder. But I want to play this video. Uh, Let me play this this video. Because um, I made yeah. reference to Hillary Clinton in the Breakfast Club show, whatever the name of that show is, with Charlemagne yeah, the God, yeah, is yeah, that we're yeah. going to have a whole bunch of black people in quote unquote black media. Doesn't mean it's owned by black people, but they got black no, people fronting for it, you know? Yeah, and, exactly, and I suspect, exactly. I suspect that a lot more people. Uh, like Ricky Smiley, like those on the Breakfast yeah. Clubs, will be pushing Kamala Harris without asking her tough questions. So let's listen to Ricky exactly. Smiley. Let's listen to Ricky Smiley. This is what he posted uh, the social media. Hey, what up? This your boy Ricky Smiley. Let, let me hear. Hey, let me hear. One thing about us Greeks, most of us stick together. Now, I want everybody to go and support Kamala Harris. She is our yeah, senator, right. United States senator out of California. HBCU graduate, and uh, we are really, really proud. And she has announced her candidacy, candidacy to run for president of the United States. And I believe in her. She is awesome. I watch her on the uh, Judiciary Committee, ask tough questions uh, to people that's being uh, put in office. And she is awesome. So, and she is representing Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Possibly, you know, if she wins, she would be. Uh, the first woman president, first black woman president, and a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. So this your boy, Ricky Smiley, represent. Hey, make sure y'all go out and check out uh, uh, Kamala Harris and follow her on Instagram and show her some love. 
and support. Let's get this thing down. I need all the Qs, all the Kappas, all the Sigmas, all the Iotas, uh, Kappa Kappa Psi, all the non-Greek organizations, Phi Mu Alpha, uh, Delta Sigma Theta, uh, and the rest of the AKAs, Zeta Phi Beta. Did I forget anybody? Uh, Tau Beta Sigma, Sigma Gamma Rho. Everybody, let's go out and support Kamala Harris and send a cash donation to her campaign. Let's make this thing happen. This is your boy Ricky Smiley from the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Peace. And I'm not... Oh, okay. So that was Ricky Smiley telling them to send the money. He named all the Greek fraternities and he said support us because, you know, we Greeks support each other. Not we black people support each other. No promotion of black unity there. Just, just this Greek. And before I toss it to Maxwell, let, let me say this. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. Ajimu, I'm not even going to try to say it because I don't have it in front of me right now. But he ran for uh, as vice president on the Green Party ticket. It's a it's a black brother, um, elder, um, who has definitely, I would call a progressive and what have you. But he said what Kamala Harris is going to do is bring to the forefront those divisions in the black community. And this is an example of that. This is going to be college educated folks, you know, and people with college education. And this is not anything against education, but people who have went on to college and attain these degrees, their standard of living, um, their class is above that and beyond uh, the listeners of Ricky Smiley. Because, you know, that's just the truth of the matter. And like he said, this is going to bring up classism in the community. Do you agree with that, Brother Maxwell? I don't. Do, no, I don't. Do, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you believe that they are above anybody else because they got No, 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 no. They see themselves. I no, I don't see them as being a, above us, but they They're may see themselves. Anyone, my brother. Right. And let me say something. Brother Tavis uh, uh, Smiley that was just on, let me just say this to you. Not Tavis Smiley, Ricky Smiley. This commercial, uh, Ricky Smiley, this commercial was paid for and sponsored by the Kamala Harris campaign. That's what I said. That's how I see it. That was a commercial, bro. But, I mean, just the insult to my intelligence or the intelligence of even the sorority members and and. Greek fraternities exactly. that he meant. That's an insult to somebody's intelligence. Oh, let's just, yes, that's how is. we gonna choose a president, a, a person for an important position is whether or not they're nah. Greek. And their policies don't matter if they're Greek. No, it does not. And they trying to tie the Greek Sorati into it was a differentiation on that. I didn't do the research on it, but there, I just saw a mention about something about it the Greek sorority in some type of form of unity amongst that. I didn't really have the time to get into it. But, bro, that is just a cliche. I do not believe in her and what she stands for. And she is misleading the people. In my opinion, not the state, in my personal opinion, again, she does not represent the black people. And we have a lot of our black leaders out there in these positions that do not truly represent the black people in the real causes that are affecting our communities day to day. And that's what I want to say. This is Maxwell Melvin, and that's my statement. Now, 
I did post the article in our show notes and listeners can access those notes. I have found a, a quote unquote, and I hate to use Fox News tagline, but it's true in in regards to how I operate. But there is an article that Vox.com put out and it was fair and balanced. It talked about some good things she did. She did set up yeah. Brother Maxwell some diversionary programs for first-time yeah. offenders and, and trying to help get, get people a, a high school diploma or GED instead of prison yeah. time. So, yeah, those some good things that she did. But there's also some terrible, terrible, terrible things she did. And the worst thing that she did... now. Now, Maxwell, she's she's passing a buck on to those who work for her in her office. She's claiming that she didn't know that they was going to argue at the Supreme Court when the Supreme Court was citing California for Eighth Amendment cruel and unusual punishment as a result uh. of overcrowding. Her those attorneys from her office of Attorney General of California argue that they didn't want to let them go because they didn't want to deplete California of that cheap labor pool and how much money it would right, cost. But let me ask you again: Who was the person, the main person in charge? Exactly. And she, Kamala Harris with, was. With, 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 with her, the people of under her that was doing. Come on, that's ridiculous. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah, I'm not I buying. Don't play on your intelligence. I'm not buying that my name is, you know, follows California Attorney General and that some people from my office working for me is going to go to the Supreme Court and make some arguments that I don't know what they're going to go there and argue about. Did you hear what you just said? To what court? The Supreme Court. The Supreme Court. And she didn't know that and have no knowledge? You talking about the United States Supreme Court. That is bold. It's bull, in so, my opinion. It, <laughs> I, well, you know, I think it's not a matter of opinion. I think that's a fact. That all you, right, but I'm just going to cite my opinion. I'm right, not right. Speculate on what anyone else believes. I'm going to tell you what Maxwell Melvin believes on factual information. Yeah, it, in fact, it's hard to believe that you will let some people that work for you go argue a case at the highest court in the country and you not be fully prepped. I mean, you're supposed and to do the prepping. <laughs> when a case is decided, whose names go up under the leadership in the office of the Attorney General, or et cetera, et cetera. Kamala Harris. Bob Debris or something, whose name does it go? It would be up under her name. That's the fact. That they are filing under. So that is bold. Uh, let me let me see some other stuff. Um, you may not be aware of this, but as San Francisco uh, District Attorney, uh, she supported a bill to lock the parents up who couldn't afford a $2,000 fine for their children missing excessive days in, from school. Truancy, you know, your school, your child not going to school, they call that truancy. She she yeah, wanted to find those families, which is mostly going to be poor families, $2,000. Investigating the facts of why or what the real problem was. Maybe they didn't have a meal that morning. Maybe they didn't have the clothing without even investigating all them things. She just wanted to penalize. 
Right. How, you know, how is that going to help the children go to school on a regular basis by throwing their parents in, in, in jail? What? Take the children, throw them in jail so they can go into the foster system, which has abuses in itself. And, and then exactly. the, that, yeah, yeah, that's what was going on there. That was going exactly. on there. Exactly. Again, bro, I'm going to say it again. No disrespect. She is full of it. Plain and plain and clear, she is full of it, and she's running on that blackness and all that blackness symbolism right now, because she knows that our people are very desperate of the fact and everything that's going on in the White House with Trump and everybody, that people are going to sympathize with her because of all the the racial discrimination and everything that blacks are experiencing right now. She understands that. She's she's going to run on the sympathy of that and what blacks are experiencing right now because she's the black woman that they're going to vote for her for presidency. Now, this is how, you know, we do a segment of what we call freedom from prison slavery, where we do a profile of a person who recently got out of prison slavery due to a wrongful conviction and they've been exonerated. This is what that Vox.com. And again, I've linked to it. Please check it out. It gives you the pros and cons. There's more cons than there are pros. But let me read this part right here. Consider Harris's handling of appeals for release by innocent people in prison. In one case, her office argued against Daniel Larson, who was proven innocent by the Innocence Project because Harris' office claimed he filed his petition for release far too late after a legal deadline. The court disagreed. All right, let me say this before you go on. Do you know again why that is? Because of the Bill Clinton 1997 Prisoners Legal Reform Act that stopped prisoners from a deadline of no matter how innocent or what, you have a certain amount of time to file. It has nothing to do with the current. It has the result of what Bill Clinton did in the 1997 Prisoners Legal Reform Act. That's some great information. That's some great information. So she up she used that against this prisoner. The court disagreed though, and they allowed Larson's release in twenty uh thirteen. Uh Harris supporters yeah. argue that Harris likely wasn't closely involved in these cases because Justice Department policy didn't require state lawyers to seek approval from the attorney general. Um so yeah. it, it you know, here's her passing the buck. And, you know, I want always, as a journalist, as a citizen journalist, I want to be fair. I want to be objective. I want to get the facts and whatnot. And I want to say that about this article. And there are some very troubling, troubling, troubling things. I mean, mean, really, you want to argue that a man missed his deadline, and so we can't let him out of prison even though he's innocent. That's crazy. That's wicked. That's immoral, Brother Maxwell. Yes, it is. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Again, uh, those are some of the rippling effects, again, of President Bill Clinton and his Prisoner's Legal Reform Act of 1994 and 1997. Mm-hmm. Again, still having a rippling effect till this day right now. Yes, sir. Well... We know this man is not, but because he missed his deadline. Really, what deadline is there 
when we know that a man is innocent, why should there be a deadline? Was there a deadline in the crime when people made these false claims against some of our black brothers in the early 60s that they were raped or whatever, and when they finally came to fruitcation to say that, no, they forced me to say this and forced me to say, were they penalized? Right. Were they, they weren't penalized, were they? No. But, you know, it, it, it's this system is deep, brother, Scotty. It's, it's, it's just so deep, brother, and it's hurting, bro. It's just so deep. But I'm going to let you go ahead, bro. Some of this stuff, well, I try to hold back my feelings sometimes because you're very fair, brother. We're going to keep what we do on this station. We're going to keep it in all fairness. We're going to only tell the truth. We're not going to side with nobody. If they're right, they're right. If they're wrong, they're wrong. Well, well, this is totally wrong. Yes, it is. Yes, it's very troubling. Now, like I said to others, please don't take my criticism of Kamala Harris's record because I'm not criticizing her. It's not a personal attack. It's a professional analysis of her record. I'm criticizing her record. All right. Now, exactly. Now, does that mean people can't change their mind and do a 180 on the issues? Yes, they can. They certainly can. But I have I have to say this though, before you before you jump up and run for president, you need to build up a more uh, 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 a better record in the Senate, being on the right side of the issues. Before I can give you uh, any kind of consideration, people can change; they change all the time. But I need to see evidence of that exactly. change. Exactly, and, and brother Scotty, I like to add something. Governor Jerry Brown who's been so many years under California of doing things to wipe the system out, but he's been one of the only public officials that realized a lot of the wrongs that he's done. He's been still in the position of office to turn around and make some things right and realize that what he's done was wrong, and he had an opportunity to still be in a position to make them right. Mm -hmm. That's a beautiful thing right there. Governor Jerry Brown of California had that opportunity to do those things. You know, also, uh, while we wait on our guest to call, and I don't know if this unknown caller is um, Liddy Gritty, who is the hip-hop artist, victim of uh, Bronx yeah. 120. I don't know if that's him. If you are on the board, please hit star star to unmute yourself because that's a block number. I can't see it. Um, but I did put, out, put in a call. Um, to him, Brother Maxwell, because I can call out from the board. Let me do that one more time. Um, yeah. Yeah, let me go ahead and do that one more time, see if we can get I'm right him, here, my get him I'm online. Right here. But um, while, while, while we do that, though, um, is there anything that caught your eye over the past week? You know, we missed you last week because you was out there putting in work. All right. Could I say something? I've been in work, bro. I went to another event. I just went to another event with Saving Grace Ministries. It was a big event that I just went to here in Camden, New Jersey. Was talking about the children that being traumatized and victimized as a result of things their parents doing, as a, a, a result of things that's going on in their community. And I've been working on that, bro. So when I say I miss some things because I've been working on direct things that have an impact. Right. But. There's no particular thing that has specifically caught my eye because I've been working on these two things right here. You know, and I'm, I'm like every day working on things, my brother. 
but there's no specific thing that I can pick up at this minute because I've been so busy. Yeah. Well, tell us about tell us about some of those things, and so we can, you know, also tell us how we can support those things while we had the time. I well, what they need to understand: number one, I'm a person uh, uh, that believes in restorative justice is a very important thing, and I want to say, Brother Scotty, if they want to see the subject of restorative justice and things that I speak on, all they have to do is go on the YouTube and uh, hit Maxwell Melvin. That's one of the things that I do. I went out to the uh, college uh, uh, symposium in Augustino College, which is in uh, Rockland, Illinois. And, well, I'm surprised they had no clue of the ratio of incarceration that it was five times the rate of any nation. And these students are studying in criminal justice in communication areas, and they didn't have a clue until we enlightened them. I did a, a approximately about uh, seven classes, and on top of the keynote speaker addressing the whole college, and they had no clue what's going on in the mass incarceration and thing, and we enlightened them too, because what we're doing is changing the prison narrative through music. I'm working on a project which is called the Die Jim Crow Project. And we're changing the narrative. It's giving prisoners a voice. It's changing the narrative of what people outside see prisoners as and inside, that these people are still human and that you cannot dehumanize them and treat them any kind of way. They still have a voice. They are returning people and returning citizens that are going to return to society. And we need to open them and welcome with open arms and not treat them as though they're some type of alien or something because they are the same people that are going to be coming into our community and live. So I'm working on several uh, uh, projects there, Brother Scratty, as well as I'm working on a tour of saving the children with Sister Khadija, Mother Khadija, and Brother Tazan and uh, Prison Street Ministries of doing a Save the Children's tour that we're also working on that's going to go throughout the country of enlightening people of what's going on in our communities and with our kids. Because we have a lot of these leaders that are misrepresenting the people. And we are grassroots people that are taking initiative to get out there and enlighten our people. And I also do it by way of music, and people need to know who I am. I do it by way of lifers group music. If they go on YouTube, they can find any of my music. My music talk about the consequences of making the wrong choices in their life. It's just not some bull rap music or something. It's music with a substance. Because the way these rappers and people are putting their information out to our kids, they are misleading them. And there's another side of the story that needs to be told. I'm going to be the one to tell it. You mean like some, you like some of the music that Ricky Smiley might play on the radio? Man, some of the rap music where uh, I'm not going to uh, criticize any particular rappers, but you got some of them, Perky Molly said, Perky, I took a pearl, took a pearl. They just promoting the drug companies. You would think some of these rappers work for some of these drug companies where they promote their drugs and the use of drugs and different things. And I'm telling the children, there's the consequences. You listen to them, it's the consequences of whatever they're telling you. Don't be misled by their foolishness. If you want to hear the realness of somebody that's been there and done that, listen to Lifer's group music. It's real. It's talking about the real consequences. You're talking about a brother that spent 33 years in that system. He ain't going to lie to you. He ain't got no reason to lie to you. I got nothing to gain. 
only thing I got the game is for you to do the right thing in your life. I don't want you to live my story over again, the story that I lived as a result of using drugs or whatever. I want you to do the right thing. But, brother, they've been misled out there in these communities. Our children are being misled, brother. They've been fooled. We, and we want to put all the fall on blame our children for what they're doing. How are we going to blame when they're being misled by the very people that's supposed to be leading them in the right direction? You, you know, you know? Um, we have um, the Black Talk Media Project, the nonprofit that manages uh, Black Talk Radio Network, Brother Maxwell. Um, we've had a long, yes, a long alliance with a group out of the Chicago area called Clear the Airways Project. Shout out to yes. uh, 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 Brother Kwabana. Um Just talked to him a couple of days ago. Um, Brother Kwabana R- Rasuli is a, a big supporter of Black Talk Radio Network, but he's gone. He works with other groups, and they go around the country, and you know they try to get a ban on that type of music going out over the public radio stations in in the Black community. They go into city councils and what have you, yeah. and made presentations. But I mean, you're 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 right, man. You know, there's this old saying, you know, about garbage in, garbage out. And, you know, that's in music. Music contains messages. You know what I'm saying? And so because rap music kids are really listening to what these rappers are saying, they talking about how they pop their Uzis in nine. But they're not telling these kids, all right, you pop your Uzi nine and carry you're going to receive a mandatory five-year sentence because you don't have a permit to carry that gun. They bragging about all these things, making it grandiosos of what they're doing and stuff. They're not telling our kids the truth. So therefore, we want to be so hard on our kids, but how are we going to do that when they've been misled by the very people that they look up to? It's just somebody got to get a different message out there to all these people and to our kids. Yeah, you so know, we, um, do that. They will. They will listen to us, brother. Like you said, though, we're not. You're not calling out any rappers by name because it's an entire industry. And I, exactly. you know, and like brother, I'm like brother Kwabana. Listen, look at who's sponsoring that music. You got Walmart. Exactly. You got McDonald's. Uh, that want to put right. on this family friendly face, yeah. but then they on your local killer you radio so many station. Companies, right. You got so many companies that sponsoring that nonsense. And a lot of that stuff, but it's talking about killing our children and everything. Going upside his head and doing it, a lot of that music is nonsense. They didn't dumbify it. Right. Bruh, it's sick out there in these communities, bro. Our kids, bro, I don't even know. Sometimes, bro. And I try to protect myself, bro. Sometimes I break down. It's so hard to believe where we at with our children right now and the damage that they're doing to our children. And what they don't realize, the same brothers that put that music out, it's going to come back to haunt them because it's going to set their own children. You know, a real wake up. a real life uh, example. I want people to to remember this. Just go to BlackTalkRadioNetwork.com. Go to the search engine. And put in gangs and guns, stopping Chicago's revenge killings. What you will find is a documentary oh I posted. Oh it's a documentary Bruh. that I posted by this British brother, this filmmaker out of out of the UK, who traveled to Chicago, uh, rode around with with one of those you know gang violence interventionists, you know one of those guys that used to be in the game, but. Uh, out here trying to do the same thing Maxwell is talking about doing 
and putting their lives on the line. Go watch that now. Yeah, I don't know if you're familiar with the program Cure out there, the main brother that started, but he even got it now. It's called Cure, and it's a gang intervention program. Okay. It's real big across the country. He's going around the world. He's not going around here. It's Cure. I'm going to keep up. When I was going out to do the symposium out in Chicago, I wanted to know where it was, bro, because Charat, they call it, as they call it, the Charat, and, 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 and connecting with Iraq, Charat, because it's that, it's that bad out there, bro. Well, in this, bad out there. Yeah, in, in this documentary, it talks about, what do they call that it? music? It's not trap music, it's something else. It's real violent, and... Is trap trap music? No, it's it trap music is is about the mumble trap rap, house. Mumble rap? No, not mumble rap. They talk about well, it. They it's talk about it in this. Is it tip? I, I forget. Anyway, it must be some new. Is is a relative? I would say it is a relatively new new genre of hip hop, but it's really just gangster rap on steroids. Is what it is, and it's made by gang bangers. Uh-huh. And there's this no, whole underground rap music. Out, gangster, gangster, no, Gangster Rap came out in early 1989. Right, that is right. the reason I put out my two albums. That was the reason that I put out my... When N.W.A., Ice Cube, and all of them came out with that Gangster Rap. And our children were being misled. Like, as I said, I'm going to say this again. I said, Public Enemy, nobody can speak about blackness better than Public Enemy. I said, N.W.A., and Ice Cube, nobody can speak about the streets of Compton better than them. And I said, what the Lifers group do better than none of them rappers could do was speak about everyday prison life because I was living it when I put my albums out. Who could better speak of it than me about making the wrong choices and what the consequences would be as a result of that? When none of them in prison, they put out these stage prison videos I was living it day to day. Mm-hmm. I wasn't faking. What I was saying was real. What they were saying on assumption, they weren't in no prison. They was out in the street. As I said, Public Enemy spoke about blackness. They did it well. Nobody did it better. NWA spoke about the streets of Compton. They spoke about it well, what was going on. Lifers Group spoke about prison life. So none of them taught me. If you look up, uh, 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 wow, I can't think of the name right now. Do you know the Lifers Group Music was voted number one as prison music or rap music with a message? It was the Lifers Group Music on. Um, didn't you Didn't you get a uh, Grammy for on, that? Oh, I, I sent it to you. Golden no gold on hip hop golden era. We was voted number one. Mm-hmm. all over two. Oh, we didn't sell many records as the other ones did, but we were voted number one on hip hop golden era on pr- prison music of music with substance, Lifers Group, was voted number one. I'm going to send it to you, brother. Okay. Anybody can look it up, and they'll see, because I was living it day to day. I wasn't just talking that talk. We was walking that walk and living that walk. Well, I I, want to get your professional opinion. Now, we haven't been joined um, by um, our guest as of yet. I've been talking behind the scenes with the person who, who set that up. But I do have one of his tracks because he is an artist, uh, Liddy Gritty, okay? Yeah. And so I want to play one of those tracks, perhaps give him more time to call in. But, you know, I'm kind of encouraged, you know, whenever these young brothers do come out 
and you know yeah. they try to speak on it. So anyway, this is a track called "Behind the Wall" that we're gonna give a quick right. listen to. I, I'm gonna listen. To, I never heard it, but I'm gonna listen to it. I'm gonna give you my evaluation of it. This is for my ones behind the wall. I swear me and no man gonna ball. Mama said I gotta stand tall. If I don't stand for something, I'ma fall. I know that I gotta get my all. Cause today ain't gonna promise tomorrow. Haters wanna see me in the mall. So every day you know I'm praying to the Lord. April 26th, the feds came and it hurts. In the courtroom, see my mama go berserk. She was crying. Never thought I'd see three flocker on a shirt. No. Death penalty, charged with murder in the first. A nigga home, and they think I'm on. Back. When I'm on the road on camera phones, groupies give me don't. All these n****s in my face, acting like we really broke. Me and Gritty's locked in a box like some Cheerios. This is for my ones behind the wall. I swear me and all my gonna ball. Mama said I gotta stand tall If I don't stand for something, I'ma fall I know that I gotta get my all Cause today ain't gonna promise tomorrow Haters wanna see me in the mall So every day you know I'm praying to the Lord Lord, Father God, please forgive my sins I know I had L's and N's Couple losses, couple wins Even lost a couple friends Some got 20, some got 10 Some I never see again Lord, be bring my niggas back I swear they gon' be good fathers They wanna see they sons and daughters But can't cut they facing charges It's hard us to move more cautious Youngins lost up in the sauces Want me be my bands and portions But don't know what this like causes Causes This is for my ones behind the wall I swear me and all my gonna ball Mama said I gotta stand tall If I don't stand for something, I'ma fall I know that I gotta get my all Cause today ain't gonna promise tomorrow Haters wanna see me in the mall So every day you know I'm praying to the Lord We all my black men doing time I know it's hard, not me Ignore all the haters, but hey, yo, it get greater later. All right, that was that uh, track from Liddy Gritty and Brother Maxwell. I'm right here, brother. From what I heard, from what I heard from it, brother, I'm going to be, you wanted my, my opinion, right? I'm going to give you my honest opinion. All I heard that brother say, was what he's experienced behind the wall and what brothers and haters or whatever. I don't hear him giving an option or an alternative to avoid what he's experiencing behind the wall to our kids. I just hear him talking about what he's experienced. I don't hear an alternative. I don't hear an option or how to avoid it, in my opinion. Now, that's your, that's your professional opinion given that's in That's my professional in, in opinion. Giving in love. I don't hear an option. I don't hear an alternative. And I don't hear an avoidance of how to avoid becoming to where he was and how haters are being what haters are. Hmm. In my opinion. That's my opinion. Okay. 
Now, um, again, we may have to reschedule him, but I do want to tell people, though, that there is a benefit concert that's going to be happening. Uh, let me pull up that, that flyer right quick. Uh, it is, is that from Nitty Gritty? Is that from Nitty Gritty? It's Immortal Technique. Uh, Liddy Gritty, Immortal uh, 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 Technique is headlining it, um, but Liddy Gritty right. is one of the artists as well yeah. as a couple of more artists, and that's going to go down Saturday. Y'all, y'all bear with me. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to navigate yeah. these windows. And but I'm gonna say this: it's a beautiful thing, even though whatever his music is doing, and if Liddy Gritty is going to do that benefit, and if it's going to benefit our underprivileged or those that are. Uh, uh, Seeking ways of, uh, of alternatives to incarceration, different thing, and what he's going to do, I'm going to give him a hands up for that, for just supporting the community. Now he is a victim, uh, brother Maxwell. He just got out of prison. He was targeted yeah. by the FBI, where they were using RICO charges to go after young black men who may have had yeah. some gang affiliation in the past. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, tried to use Rico to just round them up. I mean, we had one one of the guys on who was in college, had been in college for yeah. over a year where they when they came yeah. and snatched him up and, and tried to charge them for some crimes exactly. that other people had already done time for yeah. on the state exactly. did. So and he they also tried to use the Homeland Security Act. Right, right, right. A lot of brothers for speaking up about blackness or whatever. They they charged us as being radicals as they did the Panthers when they made the sweep down on them. So That's what they used it in their new act right now, as far as the RICO act and all those things for brothers that are speaking up, they're saying that they're radicals. If you're too black, too proud, too loud, they're going to try to associate that and tag you with as Richard Nixon did when they took the impact out on the Panthers in the seventies and all that. The same same thing is what they're doing right now. It's just in a different way they're doing it. Yeah, the and one of the security. one of the ways that they targeted the Bronx, the uh, uh, victims associated with the Bronx 120 cases, using social media posts as some exactly. kind of evidence of. So you know, there just so many more traps, uh, ways that they can trap us with this technology. Technology is a double edged sword. You can use but it for good. But it's not a trap, bro. Brothers got to be aware of what they say and how they say it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's they true. Have, no, we have to be responsible, start holding ourselves accountable, not to put ourselves in those same positions because we already know what they're doing. Right. So why would we put ourselves out there and then we want to make accusations against them? We're throwing ourselves out there already knowing what they're holding against us. So the, the concert. responsibility. I agree with that. The concert. Is Stop the Rage presents Immortal Technique with BBO Flock and Liddy Gritty, uh, DJ yeah. X Spirit Mental, and more. That'll be going down Saturday, January the 26th at 5.30 p.m. late yeah. at the Lake Jalopy Theater in Red Hook, Brooklyn. Now, exactly what is that concert going to benefit? It's, just, it's, it's, welcoming, home, it's welcoming home the victims of the Bronx 120. All right. Well, I, you, I respect that. My hands up to that and everything. And I appreciate what uh, Liddy Gritty is doing and everything. As I said, I've heard of Liddy Gritty, not in detail, but it rings a bell. Okay. And I've known her good things. I'm, I, I believe she's one of my followers. Okay. You know? Well, I'm, like I'm just said, sorry that whatever happened tonight uh, prevented him from coming on. 
Um, cause I can see yeah. him benefiting, you know, from someone like you who has so many years, you know, in the music, yeah. you know, in, in the type of music that we want to promote to our youth. So, bro, I've been doing this. I've been doing this for forty years now, bro. Mm -hmm. I would call myself a criminal justice alumni. When I say alumni, I've experienced the criminal justice system more than forty years. Can I speak on it? Absolutely. Fact, not fiction. So I have experience, I have firsthand what I talk about. Ain't nothing somebody told me. Ain't nothing I read about. Ain't nothing I got out of a book that's going on firsthand, real life experiences. So I'm able to expound on it and elaborate on it. Well, you know, Brother Maxwell, we're coming to the end yes, of tonight's broadcast. You know, as I let the listeners yes. know at the beginning, we weren't going to do the full two hours since we're missing half our panelists uh, exactly, who, who will exactly. be back with us next week. So I'm going I'm to go through the two regular segments, the freedom from prison slavery and yes. our abolitionists in profile. And then uh, you and I will give our final comments to the listeners tonight. That, that sound all right? All right. All right, Brother Scotty. All right. But the beautiful thing about it, Brother Scotty. Yes. Yes, sir. Still able to be here tonight, even though our guest didn't make it. That's a beautiful day. That's right. That's right. Um, our first story comes to you uh, from the New York Post, and it was an article written by Calvin Buari. It says a man exonerated in the murder of two brothers in 1992 after spending over two decades in prison for the crimes is suing the city, detectives, prosecutors, and other cops he says are responsible for wrongfully putting him behind bars. Calvin Buari, 47, was accused of using black magic to run a murderous drug gang and was convicted in 1995 for the shooting deaths of two men who got caught up in a turf war in the Bronx. Uh, Buari served 22 years of a 50 years to life prison term before he was released in 2017 on new evidence. Another man, Dwight Robinson, confessed to the killings of the brothers while he was in prison for an unrelated murder in 2003, but he wasn't prosecuted. Then an eyewitness came forward in 2015 with testimony that exonerated uh, Burari. So he is seeking unspecified damages for having spent over two decades in prison for crimes he did not commit. Reads the Manhattan yeah. federal lawsuit, which was filed exactly. on Friday. So we want to welcome uh, Brother Burari to Freedom, and I hope he's successful in his lawsuit because, you know, um, I, I tell you, man, maybe we can make them go bankrupt with all of these lawsuits because well, it's every week. Exactly. You know, I could I could share four more stories of wrongful convictions and people finally getting out. You know, um, so your thoughts on, on this on this brother serving 22 years and then getting out? Well, we have he's not just the only one, brother. there's thousands of cases like that. It's just a matter of time. And I just want to send a shout out to the Innocent Project and all them projects that dedicate their time, bro. They're getting these brothers exonerated on that. Yes. It's just a matter of time. I want to share something with you, Scotty, while I'm here. There was a brother at the symposium who was in solitary confinement. This brother, actually, for the sake, he had a mental illness and for the sake of attention and different things, he was sticking screws in his ear because he wanted detention from staff. He got detention, but detention came when officers used to come in 
not realizing his mental illness and beat this guy. He had 80 years added on to a sentence. There was an organization out in Chicago. I can't think of the exact name at this uh, particular time. They fought and put in a, a foul suit and got those 80 years removed off of this brother as a result of that time being added off for staff saying that this dude assaulted him just because of his, his resistance when they were trying to rough him up and stuff and he was trying to stop him. They added 80 years on his sentence mm-hmm. and they had an organization. He was at the symposium house at Rockland College at Rockland on uh, Augustino College. At another late another date, I'm going to try to get him on to discuss that himself, so you have a better understanding of it. Because as I said, I was dealing with a lot of different things out there, a major issue that were affecting people throughout the United States and brothers that are in solitary or whatever. Well, we but we that's just an we, example we certainly I wanted to share with you. We we certainly appreciate your efforts out there, Brother Maxwell. You know, cause yes. like so many. So I mean, there. we got a lot of activists out there. But I've never been to prison, so there are some things I can't convey to the audience that a person like you can. Yes, I understand, Scotty. I understand. And that's why the importance of doing what I'm doing and being here, you do what you do, Mother Khadija do what she do, and Brother Faison do what they do. We all bring something to the table, brother. That's what makes us unique in our own way. That's what makes the abolitionists what it is today. Now, speaking of abolitionists, we're going to do our abolitionists in profile. This is our last segment, and we want to thank those who have joined us tonight. But our abolitionists in profile is a oldie but goodie. She's she's very well known, um, but we can never stop highlighting her story. But I'm gonna keep it short. Harriet Tubman is our abolitionist in profile. She was born January 29th. 1822. She transitioned from this physical life on March the 10th, 1913. She was an American abolitionist and political activist born into slavery. She escaped and subsequently made 13 missions to rescue approximately 70 enslaved people, family and friends using the network of anti-slavery activists and safe houses known as the Underground Railroad. She was known as a conductor and new abolitionist radio salutes the memory and spirit of Harriet Tubman. Yes, exactly. And my brother Scotty, we're going to have to get Professor Nicole Fleetwood, who is an abolitionist, we're going to have to try to get her on this show, bro. Let's make it happen. I don't know. We're going to make it happen. I don't know what it's going to be soon. We're going to get her on there. Well, Brother Maxwell, did you have any final thoughts that you would like to leave with the audience as we My wrap it up? My final thought is, like I said, you know what we're doing and what I continue to do and just know that we're not just somebody on the abolitionist just talking or whatever. We have a history. We have a grassroots. And to be where we are right now, we've been in the streets. We've been in the fields. We've been everywhere. And they just say we'd like you to continue to support this network, to support this station and what we do. And we just like you to, you know, just pay attention in every way you can. If you have stories or whatever and things that you'd like to contribute, we just like to say, don't hesitate to call in. Even though we're new and everything, but we're getting there. Everything takes time to build, but you'll see we're real in every way. And what we bring to the forefront, what we bring to the tables at this station, you will never get no BS from any of it. 
We walk the walk, we talk the talk, and we walk the walk. Those are my final words. And as I said, Brother Scotty, if anyone want to know me and what I do, all they got to do is Google my name, Maxwell Melvin. They'll give them a history of what I do and how long I've been out there. Google my name, Maxwell Melvin. Well, thank you, Brother Maxwell. Um, Exactly. My final comments to tonight, just going back to, you know, the first half of the program, by the way, we will try to schedule uh, Liddy Gritty and get him back on, get him on air uh, with us. But we were speaking on Kamala Harris, black symbology and announcing for president of the United States. And we talked about yeah, a record. About her and, and I just want to say, uh, reiterate again, don't come at me calling me no hater or accusing me of not wanting to support somebody that looked like me or a black woman or this, that, and the other. Okay, I've been knowing about Kamala Harris probably long before you ever heard of her, before she got to the Senate, because on this program, we were reporting on her actions as California Attorney General in trying to prevent elderly prisoners, prisoners in there for nonviolent offenses who probably shouldn't even been in there in the first place. She wanted to keep them in prison. Her office argued that California needed that cheap prison labor. And then then when the Supreme Court wasn't buying it, did she let them prisoners go? Did she try to, hey, you 70-something years old, uh, you way past the age of, of, you know, people who will uh, uh, go back out there and do whatever. So we're going to let you out. We're going to let you out because, you you know, you're an elderly citizen now. Or, look, you in here, California has done legalized cannabis, and you in here locked up because you were selling some cannabis. I, you know what? We're going we gonna to let you out on early parole because Supreme Court said uh, our overcrowding amounts to cruel and unusual punishment. Did she do those things? No, she did not do those things, but she got in touch with George Zoli and his band of prison slavers over there at the Geo Group, and that's how they eased the overcrowding, by throwing them in the private prisons. And so what if she came out in 2016 and said that private prison companies are bad and they rip off the taxpayers uh, Brother Scotty, why'd you drop this off? <laughs> you had a bag full, dude. You act like you didn't know nothing. You had a bag full. Hey. Wow. Hey, but beautiful, hey, she she, ahead, she tried she ahead, tried to say ahead. that in 2016 that private prisons was bad and all this and that. But oh, when she was God. California Attorney General, <laughs> she used those private prisons instead of letting people go. So don't Boy, come at me with no nonsense. You with a bag full. You this with a bag full, brother Scotty. You <laughs> up there like you ain't know nothing, playing stupid, and you hit us with a bag full. That's what they needed to know. Hey, and I'm going to leave it there, Brother Maxwell, as we say goodnight to the new abolitionists out there. Abolitionists, peace, Scotty. I'll talk to you uh, next week, bro. All right, peace, brother. I'll say, I'm going to send you the what's the name. I'm, I think I'm going to bring on education and incarceration next week. Just send me the information and, and we'll get them on. All right. I'll talk to you, bro. All right, peace, peace and peace to all, right. all the listeners. All right. Land of the free, it lies the home of the homeless. Too many die every day, only really just want this freedom.